Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 500th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the fluffiest whimsicott. I would scream about this being episode 500, but apparently that messes up the recording, but yay! Oh, it, that definitely does. It probably muted you on Discord. <laughs> yep. And then, of course, we've got uh, the wonderful, as always, Lord Seth Milo of Scotland. <coughs> Yeet. <laughs> That's the most Seth thing I've ever heard. Welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're rolled. Puckle is, uh, of course, a, it stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. We talk everything here, Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. We still, I still have to, we still have to do the board game episode at some point. Oh my God, that would be great. <laughs> oh no, somebody, so somebody like, I don't know if I told you, Seth, but somebody came onto our YouTube and was just like, you can't claim to talk about everything in between until you do a board game episode. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, that sounds like a fun idea. <laughs> we just yeah. need to find a tabletop sim where we can play it and do it on stream yeah, yeah. absolutely yep 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 uh, so it's wonderful it's wonderful but uh this show is being recorded live for those of you listening to it on monday uh, <laughs> or Ooh. afterwards uh this has been recording been recording live we do have people listening to us as things go along and they will be able to send an email chat with us along the way but yeah, this is the 500th episode of the Puckle Podcast, so that's a fun time. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. I should have come up with like a fun story or something, like fun facts about the Puckle Podcast, but unfortunately, I don't know them. Uh, <laughs> I've got facts. one. Uh, this is the 500th episode. Ooh, that's good. Uh, that's a good fun fact. So, like, I I wanted to say like uh like it would be a fun fact that like hey Thatch hasn't been on all 500 episodes, which is kind of true, but it like. If you look at Puckle Plus, I feel like I've I've more than compensated for missing the episodes I've missed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, which is semi-unfortunate. I don't know. <laughs> so I've probably done over 500 episodes of podcasts in my life. And uh, I don't know. Like Somebody came up to me not too long ago. It was somebody about podcasting. They came up to me. They're just like, oh, you're a legacy podcaster. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What are the Ooh. words coming out of your mouth? And they're like, oh, you've been <laughs> podcasting for so long. And they're just, they're just like, oh man, I'm just like, I guess I've been podcasting long. I, I don't know. Maybe it's imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I'm that great at it. <laughs> um, Echo might disagree. <laughs> Echo might disagree, but it, I, I don't know. It, it's a, it, it's just like crazy to think about that. It's also been like, so this is 500 episodes, 500 episodes over, I guess, 14 years now, right? Yeah. I think next year's, I think next year's year 15, which is crazy Ooh. to think about. I know, mm. and we just keep talking about Pokemon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they keep making Pokemon, so... Yeah, they can't stop. Can't blame us. We're just doing our job, sort of. We're not doing our <laughs> job. Let's calm down. We This isn't a real yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, heck no. I hope everybody realizes that none of us like intend to make this our job. Or could even. I said it, and I was like, immediately need to redact that. <laughs> yeah, let's redact that. Yeah, like... <laughs> 
I saw someone on the Discord at some point refer like us paying the people who edit the podcast and no we we do the editing. <laughs> there's a lot of uh there's a lot of what is it? Yeah, we do a lot all the editing ourselves. I mean, also Thatch deserves a lot of back pay if we're going to start paying people to edit right? the podcast. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Cuz you did them all until fairly recently, right? Until 2019. Yeah. Mm-mm. Until like May 2019. Whimsicott helped me a little bit like at the beginning of 2019 because she could tell I was dying. Yes. <laughs> so she she like took the initiative. She's like, I'm going to learn how to edit and then would just like grab a couple segments from me. Like she would bug me for a couple segments every week or so. And then like after she had done it, I'm like, oh, this is why I should do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I, I like for those of you at home, like editing a podcast takes a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. And it like you you get an hour and a half show at the end of the day, but it's going to take us two hours at minimum to record it, and then Mm-mm. it's going to take uh, a, an additional. I mean, I was spending something like five hours per episode. I think just an edit. Yeah, that checks out because it takes about yeah. three times the length of yeah. each segment to edit that segment if everything goes smoothly. Yeah, and so that's like your weekend at that point because your weekend mm-hmm. is just I, I spend Saturday recording and then. I'd spend Sunday editing and putting yeah. it out. Yeah. We should totally give a shout out to Echo, who has been doing like most of the work lately. Yeah, Echo has been carrying a lot of it. And I, I yes. want to give major props to him. He's at, so fun fact. OK, so here's a fuckle fun fact. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There's an episode in uh, it was, I think, 2010 or 2011, probably 2010, where Echo is actually on it. Mm-mm. because echo used to be so before we had like the puckle staff that we do now we used to just have like a group of people we'd call the puckle crew and echo was actually part of that echo that that puckle crew back then huh and so he if you want to hear what echo sounds like he's there <laughs> um, they were all on it for the anniversary show it was probably like our three-year anniversary show at that point so i don't know what number that is it's in the numbers that you should not listen to <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's that's that's the answer it's in the numbers that you should not listen to that's what Puckle's all about. <laughs> Don't listen to anything before episode 115. They they are not worth listening to. Unless you want to like mm-hmm. grow up with Thatch. That's that's another thing, which is weird. <laughs> uh, but if you want to grow up with Thatch. But other than that, Pokemon-wise... Oh, fun fact. Uh, Seth, you'll be proud of me. Oh, boy. So I streamed two times this week because it's Puckle 500 and I wanted to keep the hype up throughout the week. Heck yeah. And so I streamed boy. on Thursday and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do the Platinum. I'm not going to do Platinum this week. Oh, you were there, actually. Never mind. And so I I decided to play OU on Thursday. Oh, wait. No, I wasn't. There. I was there for the platinum bit, but I wasn't there oh, for the OU bit. Yeah. So I decided to play pl- OU for like the first time in a year, maybe a year and a half. <laughs> Aww. And I went on a fresh account, granted, like it's only ranked like 1300, but I went 12 and 1. Just nice. like wow. not do it. Like I haven't played in so long. I, I did grab sample teams. So I will yeah. say I didn't build the teams. I grabbed sample teams because I don't know what's good right now. And one of the sample teams was Rain, so it's just like, oh yes, this is how you run it. Uh, yep. It's like, it's like, yes, you lead Pelipper, yes, you do this, uh, and then you you turn to your sweeper. Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, it, w- it was uh, semi helmet, but it was okay. Well, good on you. But yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that. I was, yeah, I was happy with that. I was like, man, I know Pokemon a little bit now. Yeah, I, I know what I'm yeah. doing. It feels good. The instincts kind of stay with you, sort of. Yeah, well, like, I could tell because, like, when as soon as I, like, especially low ladder, you yeah. could, like, if you, 
I don't want to say this because I don't want to put the people who are low ladder down because if you're playing low ladder and you're, and you're stuck there, it's because you're learning and you're trying to get better. But like, there's definitely, there's definitely like steps in the progression of learning Pokemon that at low ladder, you're playing at what's, what's called level zero. And it's very easy to read your plays at that point. Mm. And if you're walking in with a rain team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking in with a rain team and I can read the plays. And so I know exactly what I'm doing the entire time. So like that, that was part of it. Once you get up to 1300, you start to get to like, I'll call it like level (laughs) (laughs) 0.75. But yeah, I think we lost once and it was just because it was like a really bad matchup with the team. Mm -hmm. It was just a really, really bad matchup. And I, I think I misplayed the Ferrothorn, so then there was like a Rillaboom. I'm like, oh, I'm running rain, so this is game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is game. Uh, cool. And that was that was that game. I don't know. That, I, that's, I wanted to put some Pokemon in the intro, because somebody might get upset that we're talking about the podcast or something. No. I don't know. <laughs> it's 500, whatever. Okay, okay. So Thatch will get upset. <laughs> Thatch, you'll listen back and be like, I feel yucky. <laughs> I feel icky. I talked about the podcast. How dare you? We did a couple times, like, for anniversaries or something, we'd, like, do a podcast on the podcast, and that's so nonsensical to me. That's super nonsensical. At least it's not the topic. Like, we've got a good topic. We got a good topic today. I'm very excited about the topic today. We're getting it out of our system. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm sorry I didn't give you guys a chance to uh, tell me what we're doing, what you did during the week, but uh, I wanted to just, like, gush a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Um, here come the narcissistic iTunes reviews, and that's fine. Oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, but we're going to kick it on over to the news, so let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. The news this week uh, is apparently not as exciting as Puckle 500, but we'll get through it nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> to kick off the news, the Skyscraping Perfect and Blue Skystream TCG sets release July 9th. Oh, wait, in uh, in Japan. My bad. In Japan. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I was like, we just had a TCG set. What? They are bringing back the dragon typing now with no weaknesses and no resistances. So it's a boring hmm. type. Some of those cards, though, are nutty. It's going to be great. I can see them having a lot more fun and expanded because double dragon energy's there. Yeah. Yeah, that'll yeah. still work with them, and that's going to be kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. We all were worried that dragon type was gone. I I do like that they just killed dragon type support after ADP was out. <laughs> and they're just Thank like, goodness. yeah, we're going to wait until the set that will be okay uh, after we uh, rotate out ADP. Because they announced that, right? Uh, well, yeah, rotation happens. Yeah, it happens in September. September. Yeah, and it's basically sword and shield on. Yep. Yeah, really. There's not much dragon support in the literal sense. There's just like the yeah. only things I can think of off the top of my head that directly support the dragon type are the two new stadiums that you can use to search out uh something and dragon type. Basically, Brooklet Hill with one of the types being. Oh, dragon could you imagine that working with it? Well, expand is going to be awful. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the only thing directly supporting the dragons right now. So, the fact that they don't have weakness is scary. There's some cool items and things like that coming out of here. Um, hmm. But, yeah, it, these are all going to be in our Evolving Skies sets. So, good, good, to good. look forward to for August, September-ish. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you, you can go talk more here, Seth. Because you, you got sure the, you're green. You're green. 
I'm green. Yep. I'm da, daba green daba die. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so Pokemon Journeys has made a new thing. Uh, they're continuing meeting up with old, old people that have been on the show before. Uh, and Dawn from Diamond Pearl is having an arc later this month. This might confirm Gen 4 remakes. We don't know yet. Um, I love that. Maybe. Oh, God. She still has a Piplup. So, yeah. I love that Joe Merrick hasn't stopped making that joke yet. Yeah, I know. They haven't uh, announced the English version, like where it's coming, like the the translation of the anime past. uh, We got the first 40 episodes of Journeys, and now Journeys isn't called Journeys. It's called like Master's Journeys. They've released the English name for that, but we have no idea where it's coming out (laughs) and when Uh, it's coming out or anything. So you can't even watch it. I hope not. Disney had it for a hot minute, like a Disney XD. Yeah, that's where Pokemon was. Yeah, for a hot minute. You can stream Loki and Pokemon at the same time. I think it I was actually I think it was actually on Disney XD until it went off and to Netflix. <laughs> I feel like that's true. I think that's I right. think the Alola stuff was there. Yeah, I think the Alola stuff was in on Disney XD. Yeah. That's nuts to me. Uh all right, uh, moving on. Go ahead, Winston. Nobody's watching yeah. this. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if anyone is watching Poketunes, but apparently there's a new episode out about a boy befriending a Magikarp. I need to watch these because if they're like the other one, they look really cute. The art <laughs> styles are really cute, but they don't get translated. And I think that's the big, uh, that's the big I mean, sad. That's the big sad to me, mm, at least. Subs are a thing. Exactly. I, yeah. That's how I watch anime. So it's yeah, like, oh, me whatever. too. Yeah, I I don't know. I get the big sad. I'd like to see. I'd like to see the dub. Moving on to video game battling news, though. A new month of series nine online has begun, and will run through the end of the month into July before series ten starts. This is a very traditional meta. No, no legends or anything. But if you were missing the legends, oh boy, are they back in series mm-hmm. ten? They are back. You can play with one, not mythical, but uh, restricted legend per team. However, the twist is that uh, you cannot Dynamax anything whatsoever. I'm so interested in this. Interesting. And uh, the format runs until October 31st, um, which is right before BDSP's launch. Uh, I'm not sure. The note that McGee put is this the end of Dynamax with BDSP releasing in November. My gut feeling is no. I think they'll still no. use mm-hmm. Sword and Shield as like the game for competitive. Because could you imagine like they do Worlds 2022 and they like have it in London, but the game's BDSP? Could you imagine that? <laughs> could you imagine yeah. how like how weird no. of a circumstance that would be? No, you want the game to be Sword and Shield. Also, you want the game to be developed by Game Freak. Yes. Right? Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, yes, you should do this. Maybe, maybe, just maybe we'll get the Pokemon in Sword and Shield from BDSP. Doubtful, but maybe. Stop mm-hmm. crushing my dreams. I, I dude, I want it just as bad as you want it. I need my scorpion fat back, dude. I would love to. I want Breloom back. I want Gliscor back. I want Tropius back, dude. Could you imagine Tropius following you? That'd be so cool. Oh. That'd be hilarious. That'd be so cool. I'd be into it. The problem is you're still missing like 69 Pokemon. So nice. Yeah, I mean not nice. Not nice, but you're still missing 69 Pokemon. Unless like maybe Legends of Arceus like fills in that gap. Mm. I, I could see that being possible like hey here's a few pokemon that like were in Sinnoh but aren't anymore like young goose came from Sinnoh, but we took them to hawaii that's a lot of evolutionary lines though if it were 10 evolutionary lines i could see that well so it's 69 pokemon total um that you'd still be missing 18 of those are starters <laughs> yeah. okay that's a good point well so like you get i'm assuming you get national decks in bdsp like gen 4 national decks in bdsp maybe yeah 
That, that's my assumption because that's kind of the way those games worked was like, hey, mm-hmm. national dex completion after the game. And, and honestly, you could catch every Pokemon minus like the legends and I think Tangela and Tropius <laughs> in, uh, in Diamond and Pearl. In base Diamond and Pearl. We're not even talking Platinum. Uh, it's kind of Oras meta, but it's not Oras meta. I, I shouldn't reply online. Um, all right, Seth, mm-hmm. talk more about some video game stuff. You got it. There's a Water Paradise Online event being announced. Uh, as the name suggests, only water types can be used for this. So get your waters. I think it's still the most populous type. Uh, it, is. it runs from July 16th to d- July 18th, and registration closes on the 15th. And for just participating, you get 50 BP. What is that? Battle points or battle whatever. Points. St- battle points or whatever they're called now. Battle still battle points. Like yeah. I didn't. I was. I was. I forgot what. I forgot what it stands for now. They need to come up with a better reward. Nobody wants 50 battle points. You can go get a ton of battle points for like nothing in uh, Sword and Shield already. It's it's, mm. it, it's the rewards garbage. They should do something cool like, hey, you get a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> That's all they have to do, and then you have way higher attendance. That's how they did, like, the shiny Tapus the last time, right? I believe so. That is how they did the shiny Tapus. Now, I'm curious to see if any water types get uh, freeze-dry that aren't just Lapras. Oh, yes. I, I think... I, I think there's I think a few. one or two do, but I'm not sure. Arctivish. Ooh. It's Arctivish <laughs> and Lapras. Those are your two water types oh. that get freeze-dry. <laughs> I was about two. to say, what about Duke? Oh, wait. Uh, I guess Ludicolo would probably do okay, too. Ludicolo and Lantern. Lantern, Rotom. You need to run a grass type because of uh, things like Swampert and Gastrodon. Mm-mm. That's my thought, is you need to run a grass type. Man. So, like, yeah, you have to. So, Ludicolo it is. Moving on the news. Uh, I think we're in Pokemon Go now. Uh, Whimsicott, you get to kick that off. So, we are now in July, and the Breakthrough Research Award for July is Rufflet, which is cute. Also, they have announced the Spotlight Awards for this month. July 6th is Bulbasaur with double catch experience. July 13th is Charmander with double catch candy. July 20th is Squirtle with double transfer candy. And then this is very random. July 27th is Natu with double evolution experience. All four Hmm. Kanto starters. Yes. (laughs) All four (laughs) Kanto Kanto starters. It'll be exciting. Uh, As part of GoFest on July 17th, Various cities in the U.S. worldwide will have special celebrations that you can register to attend. The U.S. locations are listed below. Good luck if you live not in a large city. San Mm -hmm. Francisco, California, Denver, Colorado, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Indianapolis, Indiana, New York City, New York, Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Seattle, Washington, and Washington, D.C. You can go there. I, I, I assume it's a photo op or just like it's like it feels like a desperate cling to like be at a place with people <laughs> yeah. after like a year of isolation or a year and a half of isolation yuck people mm, that's how i feel <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy one's near me as part of the collaboration with the tcg seth god yay yeah <laughs> the uh, professor willow card has been released and there's serial code on them that unlocks a special research to complete in pokemon go it's really Meh. cool the special research or the card uh the card yeah, it's just professors' huh? research. No, they. I like the way it's they handle professors. Yeah, I like the way they handle that now. So I'm not sure if you're aware, of Whimsicott, because you might not have been following it since we don't hang out in person for the past two years. Mm-hmm. But they got rid of uh, like you remember Professor Sycamore in the TCG and how you know it's just like discard your hand, draw seven. They just do it every gen. They're just like, oh, here's a new professor. We're just gonna make it the same card. 
And so they're like, you know what? Yeah. We're just going to call the card professor's research. And then like we can put a little subtext and change the professor on it. Yes. That way you don't have the Professor Juniper, Professor Sycamore problem that they do in yeah. Expanded. I think you've discussed this on the show already because yeah. I was aware of this and this is the yes. only place I could have heard about it. <laughs> I think it's a really cool way to handle it personally. I like it yeah. too. And then you can have like random like Professor Burnett on there yeah. sometimes. Special card. Professor Burnett's a really good one. Was she a card? Yeah. Did she get a card? I think she's getting a card in the V Union stuff, and she's just Battle Compressor, but worse. Well, oh. they have to make Battle Compressor worse, because if not, V Union gets really broken. Yeah, it's a supporter that search your deck discard too. V Union or Battle Compressor is getting banned and expanded, and I can tell you which one it probably will be. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the answer is not V Union. <laughs> that depends on if any of the V Union cards are good. The three we've seen so far are okay. That's true. I think it, I think it just very much matters on on that, but I I could see them just banning it because they're just like we want people to buy the new cards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think that's it for the news. There's really no Puckle news other than Puckle 500s happening like right now. Woo! Yeah, summer leagues and on the summer Discord. League reminder. Yep, it exists. It exists. Come to the Discord. PuckleDiscord.com. 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 <laughs> don't wait till the last day to do your gym challenge. Yeah, please. I think we're like week please three, don't. so there's only we're halfway through. So please come and do it ASAP because mm-hmm. trying to get all of the badges in the last week does typically not work. Yeah, nope. does to people who have tried it before and have failed before you. It has been attempted before. I think this has been like we've been doing this consistently for like seven or eight years now. It's, yeah. uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. Definitely something to keep in mind. On that note, we're going to kick it on over, though, to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz. The part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome... To Pokal's Pokey Quiz, thank you to Mark for giving us the rules. Today is going to be a little bit different because this is not Pokemon-themed trivia questions. These are Puckle-themed trivia questions, with the exception of the Pokedex entry. <laughs> um, because there's no Puckle Pokedex entries, uh, unfortunately. I haven't taken the time to write any myself. <laughs> and so I think you'll be able to get this. I think you'll be able to, to figure these out. So mm. we're going we're gonna to go ahead... And I'm going to ask you these. Um, and then a- afterwards, we'll ask Twitch chat the ones I don't use. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started here. Our first question is going to come to you from user J345. And he wants to know, what is the first episode that had a green Tauros ad in it? Oh, what? This kind of question. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean. I apparently am wrong in my memory as well. I would have gotten this question wrong. <laughs> so. Oh, no. But I was only one episode off. Do we get a plus minus? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a plus or minus like five. Okay. Plus or minus five. I okay. feel like we should say six then. 
Because I'm reasonably sure it was one of the first ones. Really? Okay. Because, so, I think, mm, although the first ones didn't have any ads because it was just one continuous short recording, the first time they ever, like, did an insert was when they did their interviews, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will will interject and say that is incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's been a really long time since I listened yes, it to... It's been a long time since I recorded that, yes. <laughs> it's an even longer time. A much longer time. I don't know, Seth. Uh, I, I feel like it was like towards the very beginning. I trust your instinct on this because I didn't really listen to many since before I joined. So I have zero Good. information Good in context. Man. You know, this is this is such a hard question that I'm okay getting it wrong. So... Right. We should say just six to cover everything from one to 11 and be done with it. <laughs> if we do the math, I think we have a one in 50 chance of just randomly hitting the number. That's true, actually, I think. Yeah, a 2% chance you just randomly hit it. Actually, yeah. much more than that, because I started listening at 146 and the ads by then were a bit more evolved. Yes, 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 yes. So, so... Episode uh, six is within the margin of error. Cool. Yes. The answer is episode five. Yes. Cool. Thatch's memory says episode four, but could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sweet. But could also be wrong. Nice. <laughs> so uh, that's one point for you guys. We've got two more question or number two question. Uh, we've got two choices for this. I could ask one of these questions, but I feel like I'm not allowed to, mostly because the question asks about Seth. (laughs) I feel like Seth would be able to answer the question very easily. Uh, You (laughs) overestimate my abilities, sir. Uh, So I'm going to ask the other one. This one is from Coil Builder. Who wrote and performs the theme song and section bumpers for the Puckle podcast? Uh Ha ha, (laughs) Bosifus and the Thunder types. Excuse me. That is correct. It is not Thatch. Let's make that very clear. What do you mean? It's not Thatch. It's not Thatch. We have gotten, uh, before, I've we've gotten iTunes reviews where people call me narcissistic because I sing the theme song, so I must you love hearing the sound theme. of yeah. my voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nope. I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't do that at all. <laughs> so, I don't and I don't. <laughs> I, I don't and I don't. Exactly. What was the other question? What was the me question? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it on stream. We're gonna hold off for that on stream. Okay, fine. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through the ones that I didn't go through on stream uh, after we're done with this. So this next question is your Pokedex entry question. Uh, you do have to give me an answer before I give you the second one. You can get two points though if you get it right on the first try. This question comes to you by from Omega Ruby, and it the entry states. This Pokemon intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth in battle. It will kick the ground hard with its thick and powerful hind legs and charge at the foe at an incredible speed. Who's this Pokemon? Omega Ruby implies quadruped large mouth. Mm. Um, Puckle trivia. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to say, so before you read the entry, I was thinking this has to be either Suicune or or Feraligator, right? (laughs) <laughs> but uh, this sounds like a quadruped, which, um, and Suicune doesn't have like powerful hind legs or a-, a large mouth with which to intimidate. Yeah, exactly. My first thought was Exploud, but that's not correct. That, yeah. that just has a big mouth and it talks about how it yells at people with music. 
what other Pokemons are like Mimi for us <laughs> and would fit the description. Right. Or somehow intimidate with their... Can Can you read it again? Forgive me. This Pokemon intimidates its foes by opening its huge mouth. In battle, it will kick the ground hard with its thick and powerful hind legs to charge at the foe at an incredible speed. Hmm. A huge mouth. Omega Ruby. It is from Omega Ruby, yes. The the entry is, at least. I don't know if that's where the entry originates from, though. Yeah. What's a big mouth Pokemon? Well, apart from, There's like, tons. the Loudred line, which, yeah. you know... But they would mention them attacking you with sound. It's a Golbat. No. <laughs> hind legs? It what hind legs? It's hind legs to run at you. It's actually, it, it, this, this, uh, this entry, I will give you the hint, will, uh, for free is, uh, it actually originates in Emerald version. Oh, that helps. Uh, it originates in Emerald version. Does Omega affect? Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, for the most part, just kind of borrowed entries from previous games. Yeah, they games. did. Mm, they basically mm, took mm. them and rewrote them a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that does give us that it's... Gen 3. Yeah, Gen 3 or before. Huh. What's a generate? What the... Mm. Things with huge mouths. I really Things just... Things with big mouths. I guess we just throw a guess out, because I don't think we're going to get it. And yeah. Even even with that hint. Do you wanna say Loudred or Feraligator or um I think maybe of the of the two, Loudred or Exploud. Mm. I I would guess Loudred of the two of them. We can try. I'm a little I'm really not passive. convinced, but let's go with Loudred, yes. Yeah. We're basically just doing this so we get the second entry. Yeah. <laughs> Loudred's incorrect. Second entry time. Okay. Uh, your second entry comes from Soul Silver, and it says, okay. It's hard for it to support its own weight out of water, so it sometimes gets down on all fours, but it moves fast. Oh, no. Is it actually for alligator and that's just... I think it his... should be for alligator. Oh. Yes. Sticks. <laughs> for alligator is correct. <laughs> nabbit. I didn't write the question to be fair. I'm sorry, Whimsicott. I led us astray. It's you guys, fine. Yeah, you guys are three for three. You're fine. You've got your multiple answer question. But we could be four for three. You've got your multiple answer question. And this one is going to come to you from Shark Finnegan. There are three answers. I will give you one point for each answer. And this is a, this is a fun question because I know this answer. And this is one of my favorite. It's about one of my favorite episodes of the podcast. So episode 133 was the first episode that Thatch did not host in Puckle History. Who were the co-hosts of that episode? Or the hosts, I guess, is the answer. Who were who was on the episode that Thatch was not on in the first Thatchless episode? Oh. Oh man. Mm, oh man. I know the answer. I know the answer. I do this one, but it's my favorite anime. So or my favorite I episode feel, of the Puckle Podcast. <laughs> I feel like so because episode one hundred and forty seven was also a Thatchless episode, and Bow and Scissor Kick we're doing that one. That one was not as good as 133. No. Did which, which, which one of those had the cursed comment? Neither of them. Neither of them? That was <laughs> a different one? Oh. Yeah, that was a different one. <laughs> one of the people on that one, though, was on this one. Okay. So, uh, back then it was like Scissor Kick, Bo, Ethan, App, I think. I'm just naming names. Is Was Sycamore there at that point? I don't no. know. I don't know this very well. Okay. No. He wasn't. That I remember clearly from that time, it was... Oh, actually, Cleary might have been there at that time also. I'll give you, like, two strikes. You get two wrong answers okay. and you're done. 
Okay, cool. So I trust your judgment on this. I, I, I'm sorry that we're leaning so much on your knowledge, Whimsicott. Okay. I'm not much help. Going to say Bosephus. Bosephus is correct. Cool. That I'm going to, I'm actually going to say Scissor Kick. Scissor Kick is also correct. Cool. How about Ethan? Ethan is also correct. He got a three for three there. Yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> got three for three there. They uh, they hosted. I I really enjoyed that episode. That episode like encompasses all of like it, it hits like every puckle note just right without me being there, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I I that is my favorite episode of the podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite one. So you guys are six for four. Your uh, last question is always. Is uh, Seth, I, I think you bought one of these, so you should be able to answer this question. Uh, which Puckle co host has the lowest base special attack? Oh, very close. <laughs> um, so oh, no. this is from Skullmane Banky. Uh, out of the Pokemon on the 2020 Puckle TCG mat, what has the highest base stat total? Oh, wow. Oh, no. What's the one under me? Oh, no, that's my Marnie mat. Wait, can I look at the mat at the same time? Is that allowed? Can I, allow can I pull it, it up? I'll allow it. I've got the mat. Yes. I'm showing it on stream as well for the people at home. But <laughs> So I know that it's got Whimsicott, which is not the answer. It should have... Nor is Sableye. Exactly. Sableye, Meteor. Uh, it should have Cradily. It should I can have, give you the Pokemon um, on it uh, so that people listening I'm, at home know. Toxapix? Okay. Uh, it doesn't I, have Toxapix. I it is okay. uh, it is uh, Oracorio, Jolteon, Whimsicott, Minior, Alolan Raichu, Cradily, Sableye, Flapple, Snivy, Feraligator, Elekid, Ditto because of the community. The Ditto's for the community. Uh, and then Arcanine. I'm almost positive it's Arcanine. You can also buy one of these at Puckle at Etsy.com slash shop slash Puckle. They're v- they're very good. They're very pretty. I like them a if lot. If I sell out of them, we're going to do another run, but probably with different art and also longer to use as a desk mat. Ooh. Is Arcanine higher than Feraligator? I'm almost positive it is because Arcanine was like one of the one of the higher non-legendary base stat totals for a long, long time. Okay. And uh, I think we should also also like I think the defense stats put it out of the contest, but core for Miminior has three very high stats. I think they're, they're, they only gain 10 upon breaking. No. Oh, you mean on the total? Yeah. So... It rearranges the stats once they break. 100, 100, and 120, and then it's got like 50, 50, and 50. So I, I don't think it reaches Arcanine, but yeah. I could be wrong. No, I don't think so. I'm okay yeah, I'm, with answering I'm Arcanine. Positive it's Arcanine. Yeah, uh, I mean, we could t- theoretically use the hint, but I kind of like the Arcanine answer, so I'm okay with that one. Yeah. You can go for eight today. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Arcanine, you're locking that in? Yes. Arcanine is correct. Arcanine Woo! has a base stat total of 555. The next highest is Feraligator with 534, followed up by Jolteon in third at 525. Woo! Cool. Isn't that cool? So there you go. There you go. Those are your questions. You guys got eight points today, though, so that's pretty good. That shakes up the standings. Heck mm-hmm. yeah. That shakes up our standings this week. We got eight points? Eight points. Yeah. You got the full eight. You didn't use the hint, and you got everything correct. Oh. So, yeah, that's how that works. Oh, okay. I thought the Pokedex entry docked one. 
Cool. No, it doesn't. No, because you still got the question correct without using the hint, right? <laughs> yep. Nice. Very yeah, good. And then, and then I gave you the point back by giving you three points for the multiple answer question. <laughs> that's just what I do. That's what I do most of the time. So if you lose a point early on, I just give you extra points. Hey, gets me closer to 30. Uh, it does, actually. Because now, um, if we go ahead and we sort up the points in first place, now we have Seth Vilo with 15 points. Yeah. Followed up by Whimsicott Woo. with uh, 14 points. Oh, Linny and P. McGee, R. Sigma and Jushira are all tied for third place with seven points and Baskets bringing up the rear with six. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. So there we go. I'm going to wow. make it one of these times. One of these times. One of these times, Seth, you're going to make it to the top because you're the best around. One of these times, my monthly appearance will get me to the <laughs> All right. So on that note, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey guys, if you haven't already, be sure to head over to Patreon and check out our Puckle Anime Club podcast where we go over Pokemon journeys, talk about the episodes, you can listen to the commentary in real time as you watch the show, or you can just go ahead and listen to our review episode that we do at the end. You just have to go over to Patreon and be at the $5 tier to be able to access it. I think it's been a lot of fun making, and I hope if you decide to go and listen to it, you have a great time listening to it as well. But until then, keep on listening to the show and you've got a topic to get to. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is spin-off games we would like to see in Pokemon. Uh, this is a nice, fun, light topic. It's better than talking about Legends RCS, that's for sure. I'd like to see a spin-off game where uh, they like you go and explore Sinnoh, but like old Sinnoh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like to Breath see. Breath of the Pokemon. You have to brush everything's teeth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to do all this other nonsense. It's it's just it's just so dumb. I want one that's just Pokemon a me. Or Pokemon mm. Camp. So, Nintendokemon? Nintendokemon. Nintendo- <laughs> uh. Did you know that Nintendogs was actually, like, half-produced by Ishi- uh, Ishihara? Oh. He was, like, no, involved in that. Fun fact. That's why there's multiple versions of Nintendogs. Oh. <laughs> there's multiple versions of Nintendogs so that you had to connect to other people's Nintendogs to get all the briefs. <laughs> I'm not even oh, kidding. Word. I b- uh, yeah. Oh, my I goodness. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, fun fact. That is in fact how uh, Nintendogs works, and it was involved because Pokemon was involved. It is uh, absolutely hilarious. God. Spinoff games uh, that we'd like to see. Anything that comes to your minds? Ooh. I'm going to cheat because I played the new version of this game fairly recently, and I'm just still kind of on a high about it. Um, I want, you know, we've got we've got the Legends Arceus coming you know, cool. We can explore the open world, old Sinnoh, on land. Mm. I want to call it, call it the pirate in me, but I want to explore the seas of Pokemon. The Pokemon, imagine the terrifying monsters you could find out mm. in the open waters or in the deep. I want yes. Subnautica Pokemon crossover. Mod makers, get on it. 7.8 out of 10, too much water. <laughs> Literally, literally, when we were talking about this topic in our in our chat, we were talking about it, and like Whimsica was talking about things that she wanted, and I'm like, Seth is going to say something with Subnautica. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, he is 100% going to find a way to bring in Subnautica into Pokemon. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. I mean, easy. Spin it off. Like, not a Reaper Leviathan. You've got a freaking Gyarados right behind you. <laughs> like... <laughs> You you breach the surface and it's storming it. because Kyogre's somewhere nearby. Oh like, man! Oh, huh. <laughs> I want it. I would love to see that just happen in like Legends Arceus to begin with. 
Like, I think it'd right. be really cool to see to see that. I don't know. It, maybe maybe like Legends Hoenn is more like what I want in that vein then. Because I think it'd be really cool yes. to see like a Pokemon. Because if you remember Pokemon Emerald, that and Platinum, I think, were the last great third versions. <laughs> yes. You, mm-hmm. Ultra Sun, Ultra Move. Black and White <laughs> 2, and those aren't third versions. Those are their own games, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Yeah. Both uh, both Emerald and Platinum did something right that I don't think a lot of them do now, which is you could catch the other two legendaries from the other box arts. Yeah. In the third version. Yep. And the way they handled it in Emerald was so good because yes. you would like hear on the radio, oh, it's really hot on Route 200, blah, blah, blah. And you'd go there and you could see like the sun was like really blazing down because if you went to that route, you'd find Groudon. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then you could catch Groudon. And the same thing with Kyogre. Like, oh, it's raining really hard on Route blah, blah, blah. You'd go over there and you'd go catch Kyogre. That's how Emerald handled it. And I thought that was really cool. A lot better than Platinum handled it, which was just like, oh, they're here now at it's top there. of the tower. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, it's just there. So I think I think they handled it really well in Emerald. And I'd love to see that play out in like a full 3D environment. Yeah. What I would like for uh, for another Legends game is Unova because I want to see the original Dragon. Mm, I want to yes. see the original Dragon really bad. I absolutely agree Mm-mm. with you. Like that would be like the big climax of the game. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it split in some kind of horror game. No. <laughs> Leaving behind the dead body that is the husk. The husk. Mm. Yep. I would love to see Sad. the original dragon though. I do have a devil whispering in my ear though. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> would it, it be, would be a dra- just dragon though? Or would it dragon be and fire? energy type. The only Pokemon of energy typing. No, no new types. I- no new types. No, no, no. no, no. no. I got it. It'd be pure dragon type, but the ability would be something like Omnivolt or something like oh, that, where it could stab like, on both fire and electric moves. Yes, and ice. I think the ice typing should only exist because ice is the result Kiram of being is death. lifeless. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ice is the result of it dying. Yeah. Oh, that's my personal opinion. I like that. I, that's my personal opinion. But back to spinoffs. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So spinoffs. So first of all, we should get out of the way that both you, Thatch, and I would die for uh like a true fire emblem pokemon game that's so true this before okay yes <laughs> yes this is okay i'm not talking like pokemon conquest okay pokemon conquest i replayed it recently maybe it doesn't live up to the hype it's fun <laughs> <gasps> gasp <laughs> i wouldn't call it pokemon fire emblem blasphemy <laughs> i wouldn't play it if you're just like oh, i want to play fire emblem um that that's that's where i would say it but like if you want pure i would love to see like uh they did recently fire emblem not it's not echoes was uh the remake they did one called uh fire emblem it, it's the one with the music stars it was a persona or not persona uh crossover for the wii u but then they re-released it on the switch because nobody owned a wii u and what they do is they essentially take characters from i believe the persona universe and oh. they get paired up with a Fire Emblem character, right? Oh. That's how that works. And so what I would like to see is kind of the opposite. I would love to see Fire Emblem, uh, like a Fire Emblem character like Krom, get paired up with a Pokemon like Pikachu or something. Mm-hmm. You know huh. what I mean? Uh, I'd love to see yes. that. It's, uh, I, I want something like that where like each, each fire, like you can bring fire emblem characters in from everywhere, but let's be honest, they're going to choose awakening fates and, and three houses and nothing else ever existed yes. except for Marth. <laughs> Fair. That's the relationship we have with fire emblem right now. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything because... before awakening is garbage and <laughs> it, it, it does, it doesn't deserve to exist. 
I would love to see that where like then you can control the like like it could still be fireman like Crom's on the battlefield, but he's got his Pikachu with him. So like they could do like an electric move, you know, I mean, when, when they attack Fire Emblem Awakening and all the other titles with paired units. Now you don't pair the units, you know, with each other, but they each have a paired Pokemon. I love that so much. Right. Oh, uh, I would I would love to see that. I would love to see that a lot. Mm mm. That, that's that's kind of where I, I'm at with that. I don't know. Other, other spinoffs that might be cool to see, like, franchises you could, like, jump into well, and cross over with. Uh, I don't know. I Go think ahead, I've, I've mentioned this before, and it's a really weird idea, but okay. you know Scribblenauts? Yes. Okay, so Absolutely. you use the Pokemon to solve the problems, and you have to figure out, like, how each Pokemon could solve a, an overworld problem. Mm. Huh. Okay, okay. That'd be interesting. I, they kind of have that in Pokemon Ranger, actually. Yeah. If you ever played Pokemon Ranger, they've, they they kind of have that kind of idea where you could do that. Um, I, I think it would be really interesting to see that. I, I don't know. I, I would definitely just like, if I were to be very general, I would like to see like a Pokemon tactical game. Like a like a tactical RPG, maybe not RPG, but tactical Pokemon game. Like you could be like we we had Conquest and that was that was close, but I'd love to see something done a little bit better. Uh, only because mm. the uh, there's a lot of like quality of life upgrades I would make to Conquest after replaying it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a DS game, so like the quality of life isn't great, and especially if you just look at Pokemon games that are DS games. And this has been mentioned when I'm streaming Platinum is that you can actually have uh, you can actually have a lot of issues where like you're just like, oh, you have to go back to the bag every time you want to use a potion. If you want to like heal three Pokemon, you have Mm. to go back for all three instead of just being like, oh, three Pokemon. Here's three potions all at once. Right. And so the quality of life wasn't even there in the DS game. So I I, honestly, you could just modernize Pokemon Conquest and it'd probably be pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But again, just do it with Fire Emblem and not Nobunaga's Ambition because yeah, like who played that? Uh, not a lot of people actually. It sold really badly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did see recently. I went to uh, so that we have like used bookstores here in the U.S. Um, that sell video games sometimes. So I go in there to check out to see if they have any like old D and D books because sometimes you can like mm-hmm. pick up like the forty monster manual or something and you can use those for your D and D escapades. And so I was in there, and so I'm like, oh, I'll just check out the video game sessions, section to see what they have. And they totally know what they have when those Pokemon games, because everything's priced, like, exactly right. And they have, like, a copy of Black and White 2 in there for 85 bucks. I'm like, that's exactly what it's worth. Yeah. And then, But then there was, like, a copy of uh, Conquest in there. They had it listed for 60 bucks, and I'm like, everything else is priced right. This must be what this mm-hmm. game is worth right now. <laughs> and I just picked it up, I think, wow. like, three years ago. I picked up a copy for Linian for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. So th- these game Wild. prices are going nuts. Dang oh, it, Thatch, what have you done to the market? I know, it's just me. I'm <laughs> buying all of them. It's just me. I'm, <laughs> I'm causing I'm causing this issue. It's not that Game Freak won't go ahead and just, like, release the re- like release the games on, like, a virtual console. Because virtual console doesn't exist anymore, uh, which is mm. incredibly frustrating uh, to me. I, I would love to see just some kind of package where you could just, de- like, you could buy, like, let's say you could just buy for, like, 60 bucks. You could buy, like, Gens 1 through 3 for your Switch. Oh, I would do man. that. So I would do that. true. And then you could just send with home connectivity. Boom. Mm. Yep. Yes. I, I think that's that's what they need to do because without that, that's that's why the, everything's skyrocketing because you can't buy these games. I think yep. you could do. I think you could realistically do the same thing with the DS games, and you could just be like, "Hey, here's Diamond Pearl uh, to Black White Two in sixty bucks," and mm-hmm. yeah, I'd buy that too. Um, though you do have to figure out how to. I mean, it, it's kind of being remedied with Diamond and Pearl being put on the Switch anyway. With brilliant diamond mm. shining pearl, um, so that, that's semi getting remedy, but it doesn't remedy something like Gen Five. But th- those games are going outrageously, going out priced outrageously. Yeah, 
I'm worried about them remaking Gen 5 as well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm very worried because like they're just going to like, do they just do black and white and then call it good? I think they do black and white and then like black and white to maybe a DLC. That's what they have to do. I, I think you have to do like a DLC for black and white two or something because though Junova doesn't feel complete until you play black and white two. Cause in my mind, and I'm definitely not the typical Pokemon player, obviously. Um, I'm a hardcore Pokemon player, as are most of the people listening to this show. So you're all going to agree with me. <laughs> but <laughs> Unova doesn't feel complete without that story. And honestly, I feel like Black and White 2 saved Unova in terms of like yeah. being a fan. It, like I, I think we all look back at Black and White and we go, oh, it's a really good story and everything. And rose-colored glasses and all, uh, as well as we didn't know how bad it could get, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it, I, it, to some degree, is that uh, Black and White... Uh, they have those things, but when they came out, everybody was really against like the soft reboot and they did a very bad yeah. job marketing the soft reboot. I think the problem with black and white looking back is that they felt great playing through them the first time, because when you play through a game yeah. for the first time, you usually just use the new Pokemon anyway. Yep. But yeah. the soft reboot like, took away so much replayability that you're yep. right that Black and White 2 saved the region because you could do those and you didn't have like just the Unova decks. Yeah, exactly. It was absolutely horrible in that regard. And I think that just didn't sit well with people. It kind of in the way Dexit doesn't sit well with people or even uh, before both of those, like the hard cutoff between the transferability between Gen 1 and 2 and Gen 3. Yeah. None of these things have gone well for them. (laughs) And I don't know why it's like, why don't you learn your lesson, old man? Uh, it feels like one of those scenarios, but I don't know. Uh, spinoff games is the topic, though. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to mention one that exists. It's kind of a spinoff game. It's by no means official at all, but I know that a group of us got really, really into it on the Discord thing for a little bit. And uh, Pokemon and Minecraft. Oh, like yeah. Pokecraft. They, that is actually mm-hmm. that mod pack is really well done overall. It's a lot of fun to play. They they messed up, I think. I, I think Pokemon had the opportunity because, like, there's a Mario crossover, right? Mm-hmm. I Pokemon could have very easily done the same thing. Could you imagine yeah. if like, it was official Pokemon Minecraft? Right? Like, that would, that be, would nuts. be nuts. I was about to say maybe Pokemon didn't want their Pokemon to be reduced to little cubes, and then I remembered Quest exists. Ah. So, <laughs> so before yep. Quest came out, right before that, they, like, sent out DMCAs to the people who made Pokemon Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And to like, to like shut it down. The, and then we got Pokemon Quest and then it was the letdown that it was. Yeah. I really dislike when they put out these, I, I don't want to call them shovelware, but they are shovelware games with Pokemon <laughs> on it. They, they do this, uh, pretty often. They'll have like these, they just have these games. And then the, the thing I dislike about it the most is how the community receives them. <laughs> because there's always like a subsection of the community that's just like, I'll take anything Pokemon and I'll consume it. I'm just like, <laughs> but it's not good, and you're going to get upset because it's not going to be supported. And then that's what yeah. happens, right? Like, that's what happened with Quest. That's what happened with Duel. That's ca- that's what happened with Cafe Mix, I want to say. Why are uh, we having Cafe Mix updates? Blah! Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's still around, but Pokemon Masters will go that way eventually. Yep. But yeah, that was honestly a ton of fun. Like, they, they do a good job with the Pokemon that you catch, how you catch them, where mm-hmm. you catch them, how, what you have to do to evolve them. Even the grind feels okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I would try it out if you're wanting some kind of weird Pokemon thing. Mm-hmm. There's no Skyrim mod that's very good yet. So, bummer. 
Like, oh, that mm. is a bummer. Like, could you imagine instead of Aldo in its origin form Giratina or Eternatus that you're fighting? Or like, Thomas the Tank Engine. Whoa. That mod exists, Also though. that. That that does <laughs> exist. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do, I would love... Do, 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 do. Okay, something they could do very easily. They could do, um, instead of Super Mario Maker, Pokemon Maker. Poke they could do maker? that. Pokey Maker. Well, like, you could design oh. your own Pokemon game. Like, we already have people doing this anyway. It's a very big thing in the community, right? Yeah. Um, could you imagine if they just, like, facilitated that? By facilitate, I mean actually profited off of it. Oh, man. You could totally do that. I feel like that goes just as well as, like, like as a and d player, I get a lot of, get a lot of, I get served a lot of ads for things like World mm-hmm. Anvil, which is just like a world building website. And by world building website, they mean, this is just a really fancy Microsoft Word. That That's the kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's like a wiki mixed <laughs> with Microsoft Word. <laughs> oh, and goodness. It, yeah, that, that's all it is. So they do things like that. It, it's a little fancier for those of you who don't. I get sold this stuff all the time. Could you imagine if Pokemon just like monetizes being able to play or being able to build like the ROM hacks that we have now? Yeah, like they give you the tiles and you can build like with the Gen 3 engine. You and can then, build yeah, you your just build in the Gen th- You can build in the Gen 3 Gen 1 engine. Like you populate the, um, you the encounter do, you tables do, you on the You can do roads. engines all the way up to Gen 5 very easily. I feel yeah. like they would start off with Gen 3 because it's a lot easier. It's the prettiest one, honestly. Uh, it's also very yeah. pretty, yes. But it's very easy, and then you can just be like, "Oh, this trainer here's battle battleable. Here's their team, right, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, here's this route. Here's the grass. This is what the Pokemon are in this grass, and this is the percentages. Like you can just tool with that, and then you can put it online, and then people can play it. And one, I think it would get a, I think it would get a lot of people off TBCI's back, right? Because you always hear this nonsense of like, "Oh, this game is so much better than." Uh, so much better than anything Pokemon's ever put out and stuff like that. When uh, when like a ROM hack makes the rounds in the community, like radical reds around, mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, this is the coolest thing ever." And I think it would get a lot of people off the back because, like, yeah, Pokemon put that out there and it's facilitating. Because I, I would say more people came into video games through Pokemon than they did through Mario. Almost something something that would happen with this though is that people would recreate the original games faithfully mm-hmm. and then you can't sell them on the virtual console anymore because there's there no there. virtual console so who cares exactly so you yeah. know they they might want to keep that door open uh there's no virtual console you can't do it and so if they're going to do it yeah. then they should do it I, I i don't like this idea of having a vault Mm-mm. it's just a bad idea very anti-consumer but i guess they are a corporation so what should i expect <laughs> it's weird though because right now like i recently purchased a copy of emerald Mm-hmm. And a copy of Sapphire. They're so expensive. And right oh my, I cannot believe how much money I had to spend for those. Wow. Yeah. It's disgusting. This mm-hmm. would fix that problem because people yep. would just, you know, buy the Switch game and build Emerald from scratch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. I still don't think that's a bad thing necessarily at this point. Although it wouldn't be able to, you know, connect with home. So, mm. I think they should mm. let it connect with home personally, and you make you retcon sprites for the Pokemon that don't have sprites. I think the problem with that is that um, then the legality check for home becomes a mess because now you have a Groudon you caught on Route Two in Sinnoh and yeah. it's legit. Yeah, it's a mess. I'm okay with it. They probably break everything. Are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let, real talk now. Let's let's take a second for real talk. What do the legalities checks matter for anyway at this point? Because 
if we're going to talk legality checks, I, I think legality checks are the dumbest thing that they do uh, because it is so, mm. one, the people doing it don't care. Two, the people doing it know what you're doing anyway. Three. Yeah. <laughs> they are so artificially easy to bypass. Yeah. My own experience when I went to a regional and I 100% brought gen Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, scandalous, I know. Uh, they did the hack check and I did not get flagged. Well, of yeah. course, because your Pokemon were legal. Yeah, they were legal. Because, and so who gives a crap? I didn't get them and, like legitimately, quote unquote. And now that they have the in-game like move reset thing, it's not even that big of an issue as far exactly. as like, bringing an illegal move in. Like exactly, Seth is you're 100% wiping it from right. the beginning anyway. Yep, and I think that's you're cleaning. Uh, I, I, you're laundering that Pokemon, if you will. I think it would be really <laughs> cool to get uh, to get Pokemon to, to, to like that way. That's a really cool way to one fix the Dexit problem, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. and two, also just like let the creativity fly that's already out there in the community. Yeah, I, I, I like them. It's it, we spent a lot of time talking about that idea, but I think it's a I, I think it's a, a good one. <laughs> and they should do it. I mean, they, they have tools like this and like things like RPG Maker and stuff like that. Yeah, now they have that that thing where you can like build a whole game from scratch, yep. like literally any kind of game. So yep, I, I think this is just them like facilitating and like I don't know. It, it seems like a good faith thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a good place to stop, though. This is a good note. I like this topic. This was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, we're going to end it there. We're going to end it there. We're going to take it on over, though, uh, to the Pokemon of the episode here in a hot minute. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 78, the Unique Horn Pokemon. Galarian Rapidash. Oh, yeah. Galarian Rapidash is what I'm supposed to say. Yes, I'm supposed to say the name. <laughs> so go ahead. Tell us the entry. <laughs> so the Pokedex entry from Shield reads, Brave and prideful, this Pokemon dashes airily through the forest, its steps aided by the psychic power stored in the fur on its fetlocks. If anything, this is testimony to how even doing an episode for 500 episodes, or doing a podcast for 500 episodes, you can still screw up. And this is the demonstration that after learning English for over 20 years, you can still learn new words. I had yeah. no idea that a horse's ankle was called a fetlock. Yep. I did also not know true. that either. And I speak English as a first I language. I too have been learning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Galarian Rapidash is what we're talking about today. It is, uh, it is based at 500. It has uh, the fairy psychic typing, which is a cool typing that things better than it like Gardevoir have. But... <laughs> it's base stats actually aren't different from regular Rapidash at all. It's just the typing. <laughs> it's literally the same base stats. 65 HP, 100 attack, 70 defense, 80 special attack, 80 special defense, and 105 speed. That speed's actually pretty decent. I would not yeah. be mad about yeah, that speed. Honestly. It also gets the ability Pastel Val, um, which is really cool compared to... Uh, is it? Well, it's okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon this ability cannot be afflicted by poison. It also heals the poison status conditions of a Pokemon when it's sent out into battle. So unfortunately, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's better. It's better than its others. Yes, it's better than anticipation and runaway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Much better. So yeah, I would definitely use that. The team we have today is not BSS, even though summer league's going on. We do have we do have this VGC team instead. So. We're going to go ahead and uh, break this down for you. It looks like a fun VGC team, and Rapidash plays a 
decently cool Roland as well. So we do have a Rapidash with Pastel Veil, the Beery Berry for super effective uh, steel attacks that come its way, which is actually pretty prevalent nowadays. And it's got yeah. Mystical Fire, Charm, Heal Pulse, and Ally Switch. I did not know it gets Ally Switch. Ally Switch is the cheesiest game in all of each move in all of GZ's. Yes. <laughs> I, I assume this would get paired up with another one of these horses uh, just because it can. Mm-hmm. And it is just a good support mon. And so you have something like uh, Glastier, which is just a good Pokemon. It is slow, though. However, there's a surprising Pokemon that might be able to help out with this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, it, it, you're guaranteed the Rapidash will go first. And Mystical Fire actually hits decently hard and can stop some of the things that would stop Glastier. Yeah, because Mystical Fire, like, I forget this. So I thought maybe someone else might forget this sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is guaranteed to lower the Pokemon that hits his special attack. Yes, by one absolutely. Stage. Yes. Absolutely. So, it's very interesting. But yes, uh, yeah. So Glastier can take more hits that way. Yeah, this this Glastier is taking is holding a weakness policy, and I guess he could probably hit it with Mystical Fire and get that. <laughs> <laughs> the the charm also on the Rapidash does the attack stat as well, so it just debuffs all the time. Yep. And so it's it's got Heavy Slam, Protect, High Horsepower, and Icicle Crash. Uh, of course, it's Chilling Nay. It, it's definitely a Dynamax target to have if you want to just like mm-hmm. hit things hard and you don't want to die. Um, somebody can take two more. Pick whichever two you like. I'll take two more. There's another horse that's supposed to support the other other horse. The and other, that's Spectrier. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Shadow Ball. It's holding a Focus Sash. And the other moves are Taunt, Protect, and Snarl. So Because it gets taunt, no moves. Those are the it moves gets it no gets. Moves, but <laughs> Snarl and Taunt are just used to debuff things. And then yes. I guess Shadow Ball like can clean up because it is a Spectrier. No, this team is one hundred percent just like just debuff everything and then hit it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Thatch was mentioning someone might help Glastrier go slightly faster. Ladies and gentlemen, a physical Regielecki. It's holding Life Orb. Uh, its ability is obviously Transistor, and it's got Wild Charge, Bounce. Extreme speed and protect. So if you were to Dynamax this, you could airstream to raise Glacier speed. I don't think that's a good idea there, mm. but it's definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah, I would sooner personally just Dynamax the Glastrier. Exactly. Then he thick. Then he yep, thick. Very He's a thick. thick boy. Very thick boy. Yes. Oh yeah, you Dynamax Glaster here. Uh, Regilecki big is like definitely a uh, is definitely a bold play. I think you could also go big with one of the other members that you're going to talk about, Seth. Sure. So I'll I'll hop into it. Next we have a red horse. Um, we have Incineroar. <laughs> Nay says Incineroar. <laughs> yeah, and when it nays, it does two things with that. We'll get there. It's got an Aguav Berry to heal. Its moves are Flare Blitz, Snarl, which is Nay one, Fake Out. And parting shot, which is nay two, literally Again, debuff the debuff team. the heck out of everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it. You could say it's a bit of a naysayer with parting shot oh, because god. it tells yeah, the other Pokemon <laughs> it's not up to par. Oh god, that's hilarious. Was it really? I thought it was a really horrible pun. <laughs> this is really yeah, like they, you're going. The opponent is going to be debuffed like crazy with this team. It, it looks yeah. fun. I don't think it would win anything like championships wise, but I think it's uh I think it'd be a lot of fun. 
<laughs> if your definition of fun is frustrating your opponent to no end, which I know yes. applies to Seth at least here. So what? Seth, this team is for what? you. What? <laughs> Debuffing people? That's offensive. How dare you? <laughs> I, I'm not saying you debuff people. I'm saying you frustrate them with your stall teams. What? Little old me? No, I never. <laughs> anyway, we have finally the last Pokemon, the Academy Award winning The Shape of Horse. The Tapu Shape of Horse. <laughs> the Shape of Horse. These nicknames are great. Tapu Fidi has leftovers on it because that's what you do. It's a Tapu Fini. And moveset is, yeah, moveset is Dazzling Gleam, Scald, Protect, and Calm Mind. So this one I think is also a decent Dynamax target. Mm-mm. I think yeah. you can have a decent Dynamax target out of uh, Tapu Fini. Yes. Uh, that, uh, that's, that's a Thatch opinion. And uh, I, I think... I like Tapu Fini. Tapu Fini is just good. I mean, you Calm Mind a couple times and you could probably go ahead and just... Go big with Tapu Fini after a Calm Mind and do some good work. Dazzling Gleam's a multi-hit too, right? It is a multi-hit. The thing with multi-hit moves, though, is that you have to remember that you get debuffed on those. They do uh, yeah, 75% they do damage. damage when they're spread. <laughs> yeah. So, But after, like you said, after a Calm Mind or just to break sashes, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, no. It, it, I mean, I, I'd rather have Dazzling Gleam in some situations than, and I'm sure the person that built this team felt that way, uh, than having yeah. like Moonblast, just so you could get the chip going on, on multiple Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. And you, you still get Starfall out of it and probably just as well based on the base yeah. power between Dazzling Gleam and uh, Moonblast. So mm. it, it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile. I, I think you've got three Dynamax targets and then like three Pokemon that are just meant to debuff like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And you just keep parting shotting and snarling yeah. your way back. But yeah, that's the team. Everything on it is a horse. Nay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when Tapu Fini closes its shell, it's a horse, not a dolphin. What, what are dolphins but horses exactly. of the sea? Dolphin. Reggie horse. I thought it was supposed to look like, like, you know, a little boaty thing. A what? It's a dolphin. Uh, yeah, but it's textured like a boat. So. Yes, they're all textured like a boat. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're, they're all, all textured made out of wood. No. They're all, yes, they are. If you look at all of them, they're all textured the same way. Maybe not Maybe not Lele. Not Lele. Uh, maybe not Lele. Bulu definitely is, and so is Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Lele, maybe not. I don't know. I'm looking at it. I don't know. You know, Lele might be meant to, but actually, you know, not be. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more like a cocoon look. Yeah, because it know. looks like a butterfly. All right. Well, that's a. This is where we'll end this segment. <laughs> and, Fair enough. Uh, you can use this team. We'll put get it on the Discord server for you guys later this week to use. So uh, this was a lot of fun to do. Uh, we enjoy you guys li- uh, listening to that. We are gonna kick it on over now to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your email on the show. Last week we had a question that I forgot that wasn't just, hey, what's your favorite puckle moment? <laughs> I was, what region would you like to visit? That's what it was. You can send those in to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We'll read them on the show. 
And we're going to go ahead and do that here in a moment after I let you know that this segment is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! Callback to episode five, apparently. Four, apparently. Which one was it? <laughs> I don't know the answer, honestly. I, I, I feel forget. like th- there's like a 50% chance I'm wrong. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so... For those of you uh, listening, we can go ahead and jump into these emails. We will get the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. So let's jump into this. Our first email this week is going to come from Nova. I've got this one. Okay. How do you do, Puckle Crew again? Nova, (laughs) here and enjoying the summer weather, kicking into full swing. First of all, congratulations on your 500th episode. (sighs) Yay. I think you guys have been (laughs) podcasting almost as long as I've been a Pokemon fan since the ripe age of seven, I think. So it's a wonder it took me until last year to discover you guys and your awesome work. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. If I had to share a favorite Puckle memory, it has to be one of two things. One has to be the collective memory of waking up and driving to work to the tune of Puckle every Monday. The other one has to be specific Monday morning drive where the Puckle trivia question about what non-steel types can learn steel wing came up. I was practically yelling BEM into the stereo the entire three minutes or so while the co-hosts were trying to answer the question. <laughs> Given that in an aforementioned superhero Pokemon RP I was in at the time, there was a BEM character who literally had it in his moveset. It felt like such a special moment. I shared the clip with his player afterwards. For context, he uses it by summoning steel-like hard, hard light projections. Has yet to use it effectively. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, well. To answer the ma- other mailbag question, I didn't think too hard about what region I'd like to visit, but when I heard Galar's design get roasted during the last mailbag, I had a few words to Ah. share to defend why Galar would be a region worth visiting. I might be in a honeymoon phase with the most recent region, but hear me out. Sure, it's roots, dungeons, and even the vanilla wild areas wilderness pale in comparison to other regions, but have you looked at the town and cities? Cute farm towns with Wulu grazing about, majestic castles that also function as a power plant, and of course, my favorite Pokemon city with my favorite gym leader and my favorite Gen 8 Pokemon. Galar might be smaller, but each city and town packs a punch of vibes. Except you can't go into, like, any of the buildings, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) not to mention, imagine trekking through the Isle of Armor, getting lost in Crown Tundra, or if you're not the outdoorsy type, watching Dynamax battles. In person. You can't get that in any other region. No, that's terrifying. Oh, man. Oh, never mind. That's a Patreon thing. (laughs) Seth and I (laughs) went off about this as a Patreon thing for the last uh, batch of Patreon episodes. Where, like, uh, Snorlax just Dynamaxes out of nowhere in the open field. <laughs> oh. And it, like, it, it risks to, like, derail a train. Like, it's just not, like... That's the entire thing of... Yeah. That's the entire plot of the episode. Of course, in the end, every region has something unique to offer. Personally, I want to veg- visit every region in the real world that inspired a Pokemon region. And since I haven't been to the UK, I'd like to visit it at some point in real life. Writing the above was just a way to express that. Sure, it has its flaws, but I want to give Galar a bit of love. Before coming back to home to Unova, which I consider my home Pokemon region. <laughs> Enjoy the Puckle 500 celebrations. See you on the flip-flop. Regards, Nova. Cool. We need a, uh, we need an Ohio region. You go, you get to go to Dayton Ugh. and Columbus <laughs> and Cincinnati and Cleveland. And then there's that other part of Ohio nobody goes to. <laughs> you mean the rest of it? Y- yes. Honestly, if you, uh, Toledo, people go to Toledo. I can tell you, I I fully support the idea of Galar being something that I would visit. I can tell you the second that I would be in either the Glimwood Tangle or Bellonlay, you would have to oh. pry me out by my cold, dead fingers. That sounds like a Seth thing. Yes. <laughs> like, holy mackerel. That was such a beautiful <laughs> town to walk through, and it's so tiny, but it's so gorgeous. I would, I would die in that town. <laughs> mm. 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll duke it out later. It's cottage core and mushrooms and cool colors. So who wants this next email from Sleeve? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Anything to escape the words cottage core. Oh god. Hey guys, Sleeve here. Just wanted to wish you a huge congratulations on the big 500. Especially Thatch for starting this train and being aboard for the duration. It's been a long ride. It has. (laughs) I've only been around for the last 100 or so episodes, but I've enjoyed every second of it. What's been created here is not only a fantastic podcast with a wealth of brilliant supporting content on Twitch and YouTube, but also a wonderful community full of great people that are so supportive and welcoming. Oh, oh. That's very true. Thanks. That's the best part. Yeah, it is the best part by far. So thank you everyone for being a part of that. 500 episodes is a truly momentous milestone and a really remarkable achievement. So you guys deserve to bask in the glory of this for a little while. Normally, after so many episodes, the show starts to feel stale or worn out. But Puckle just goes from strength to strength. And that's a testament to the hard work and talent of the team working on it. Oh, thanks. Shucks. I appreciate it. Yes. My personal Puckle highlights are the first episode I listened to, Detective Pikachu Review, Puckle 388 with Whimsicott and Linian. Oh. The Switch Release Week episodes and the many events and tournaments held in the Puckle Discord, mainly the Summer League and PDL. Also, anytime I have a trivia question or email read out on the show. Congratulations again, and thank you for a fantastic podcast and community, Sleeve. Well, thank you, Sleeve. Thank you for that, indeed. Um, Do you want this next one from Gliscor? Uh, Seth, you can take this one. Sure, it's got the word Gliscor in it, so I mean... Not spelled correctly, but yes. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Hello, T-Hatch and other wonderful co-hosts. I like that, by the way. That's a, that's a name. T-Hatch. Oh, no. Do you know why they do it, by the way? Do you know where T-Hatch comes from? No. It's from T-Pain? No. So, well, we were doing a Nuzlocke for X and Y, and they, like, at the beginning of X and Y, ask you what your nickname is. Like, what they, what they oh. can call you. And, like, the Twitch chat was just like, oh. they have to do T-Hatch. T-Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay. that's where that came from. That's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I am writing this email on a bus driving to Denver for a youth conference, so I'll keep this short and sweet. I have two favorite Puckle moments, the first of which is when I sent my first email for episode 470. I said that Zacian could use a power boost, and Thatcher's reaction of, what, please tell me he was joking, was hilarious. <laughs> and still, it still it has to be a joke, right? Like, <laughs> uh, You know it's the it's banned from everything now, right? So we're we're going into this meta that's going to not have Dynamax in it. And everybody's like, oh, Zacian won't be as good because it won't get double power from its uh, Behemoth Blade. I'm like, yeah, but if you double the power on something that has double the HP, it doesn't matter. Like, exactly. You understand that doesn't matter, right? And yeah. uh, so like Zacian's going to be incredibly oppressive. Like uh, without Dynamax, Urshifu's going to run crazy. It, it, the meta's going to be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Zacian's base form was just banned from Ubers too. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. The Pokemon is anything goes. That yep. is the Pokemon. The entire thing. 
Anyway, the second is from the first time I spoke in the Discord. I remember joining and being so scared to speak, I didn't know anybody, and I was afraid I might sound weird. But the warm welcome I received made me feel so accepted and happy, I don't really know how to describe it. I do know that this episode is being recorded live, so to all you Discord members listening, thank you. Thank you for making this community so accepting and wonderful. Thank you to the moderators who help keep the Discord a safe place and help us have fun. Thank you to the co-hosts who make each episode of the podcast different and special. And thank you to Thatch for keeping this community up and running for 500 episodes of the podcast. That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's all for now. I wish everyone a happy day listening. This is Gliscor Gamer signing off. Sent from my iPhone. All right. Thank you for that. This next one's uh, from Tia. I like Tia. Hey, Puckle. It's me, Tia. I know who's hosting this one, but ju- I just want to say hi to the whole podcast this time. First of all, I want to say congratulations on making it to 500 episodes. Such an amazing run with all past and present co-hosts and the additional shows in Puckle Plus and now Packle Anime Club. (laughs) It's that Well, Packle's got the anime club. It's the Puckle Anime Club Lounge, right? That's what we decided, lounge? (laughs) That's just Packle. (laughs) Content is such a burning grind to see. So to see a relatively small podcast come this far is really inspiring. Uh, we're not as small as people think uh, in terms of numbers, yeah. but I appreciate that. <laughs> we're in like the top 7% of like all podcasts in terms of stats, I think. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it turns out you just have to do it for 15 years. <laughs> so it's probably exponential for those last 7%. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's exponential before then, too. It's just if you it, like it's easy at that point after you like if we go up like another hundred, like, oh, we went up like uh, an extra percent yeah. or whatever, you know? Yep. So I thought a long while about where I'd want to visit in the Pokemon world before coming to the simple conclusion of Johto, so I can visit Yuck. my beloved Karen. As for my favorite <laughs> Puckle memory, there are two discover. There are two. One, discovering the podcast. It was probably around the time Sword and Shield were announced, and I thought that the game would push me back into being a Pokemon addict. Side note, I'm probably one of the more casual listeners, so no Swish didn't do the magic for me. However, I still continued listening to Puckle. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Mm-mm. Anyways, the first impression I got of Puckle was that of those in the 2000s, four kids Saturday morning cartoons. It felt like the commercial spinoffs were one of the best parts for, of earlier Puckle. For my favorite memory, it was probably finding out about Stephen Stone's dad. And after watching Game Corner, I tried so hard to find the infamous Stephen Stone's dad <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. Oh, no, that was... Congratulations again on reaching 500 episodes. P.S. Will you guys ever bring back a create their create a Pokemon contest? I don't remember that we did that, but maybe. I don't think we got all the way through it. I think we kind of got think so. part of the way through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was something like if we didn't get enough entries or something. Always dreaming of Karen Tia. Always <laughs> love <of> there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, then you two can fight over Coil. Ooh, how how are we fighting? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, uh, Thatch, think of a number between one and fifty. Okay, closest. done. Four. Twenty-three. Uh, Seth, you have to read it. It was seven. Okay. Okay, <laughs> cool. Good morning, wonderful Puckle crew. Coil here, sending in late, so I'll make it quick. Just want to say that Puckle is what brought me back to Pokemon a year and a half ago. I had some terrible experiences in other communities before, and at the end of USUM, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Wow, I can't read. I just walked out, not planning on coming back. After Swish, I thought I would check back and see what the competitive scene was like after almost a year out of it myself. So I started listening around February 2020, and I heard of PFTT. 
So I hopped into the Discord, signed up for PFTT, and stuck around. So here I am, a year and a half later, and I'm stuck here. I absolutely love this community from the monthly gen tiering arguments to every tournament I can get my hands on here. I've met some really good close friends and expanded my competitive horizons. This community is pure love to me, and you all have made a wonderful place to get out of the real-life grind and just hang out with friends and battle some mons. Love you, Puckle. Catch you on the flip-flop coil. That's 100% the sentence that I want Puckle to be, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful place to get out of the real-life grind and just hang out with friends and battle some mons. That's 100% the description of Puckle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is 100%. Oh, man. So... That's uh that's it for the emails, I guess. There were no more mm-hmm. emails. Uh Pokemaster keeps sending in like random things. I apologize, <laughs> but I'm not gonna read just like random like one words. <laughs> so Green Taurus badge, uh my answer is because it's episode five hundred, that if you don't have it already and your email was read on the show, you get it. <laughs> you get a green yeah. Taurus badge, and yeah. you get a green Taurus badge, and you, you get a green, get a green I, Well, I know T badge. already has it, and I think somebody else here already had it and <laughs> who's gonna stop us yeah so i think Mad a lot of people power. already had it. yeah we're we're just going crazy here uh with power so um let's see I, well we can end the show with uh, with little with little ending that we usually do so one if you want to email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com you can go ahead and uh email us there uh this week we talked about spinoff games and what spinoff games we'd like to see uh please send us an email uh, letting us know what spinoff or crossover game you might want to see in Pokemon. We would really enjoy hearing from you guys. And uh, before we go too much farther, I'd like to thank everybody that's taken the time to listen. Uh, 500 episodes is a lot of episodes of the podcast, and it's been a fun week just like hanging out with everybody. I'm sure part of that was because we've been giving away copies of BDSP <laughs> throughout the week as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate everybody that came by and still hung out while I, I was streaming or doing the podcast or doing something else. It's been a lot of fun doing that. And I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen. I know we're not like a number one podcast on iTunes or something, but it really uh, warms my heart every time. Like somebody's just like, I found it. This is a great place to be. Thanks for hanging out and doing all these things for us. Uh, it means it means a lot. So, yeah, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, though, <laughs> and keep having those good times, come over to PuckleDiscord.com where you can join our Discord server and do all the cool things. You can, of course, uh, there's Ryan in the chat right now. (laughs) He was just at my house and he didn't come up and say hi. He could have been on the stream. Uh, (laughs) And of course, you can always uh, follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. You can, of course, also keep up with us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. It's a great way to be able to get one-on-one time with me. I just love hanging like I do Twitch because I love hanging out with people on Twitch, just like I do the rest of Puckle. I do Puckle because I like hanging out with the people in Puckle and it's honestly the best. So you can also uh, you can also check out the YouTube at YouTube.com slash Puckle podcast where McGee and Clotter hard at work. Um, I do need to get back on the YouTube grind at some point, but man, it's a lot of work. Uh, You can also, of course, go over to uh, Twitch like you are. Some of you are right now and you can drop a Twitch Prime subscription that really helps us out. If not, you could definitely just go over to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. Drop us a few bucks if you want to maybe get access to Packle, the Puckle Anime Club Lounge, (laughs) where you can get some listen-along podcasts and some commentary on just what we've been watching in the Pokemon anime. You can, of course, also get get other things like Pokemon giveaways, which start this week. We're going to be giving away Pokemon from the team of the episode and stuff like that. Uh, Shiny versions of those. (laughs) 
So be sure you do that as well. Other than that, I think that's everything I usually talk about. And so here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower for uh, this isn't the 500th time because we weren't always here. It's a long story. Uh, <laughs> but here in the Lavender <laughs> Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest swim secret. And I have been Seth Lyon. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, like I just said, uh, it's closing time. <laughs>